Of Rice will be discussing the U.S. presidential election and tackling hot topics including Baby Shark, Lori Laughlin, and the Poppy War. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on culture, sport, and trending topics. Please welcome our panelists. Um, Leonard Chan. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Veronica Antipolo. Hello. Okay, so we have so much to discuss this week, of course. Um, it's been a crazy week. Um, so let's jump into our uh, very first topic um, and our main topic Wait. of the week. What? Did something happen this week? <laughs> <laughs> Oh lordy, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, so let's just, let's just jump into the U.S. presidential election. We're gonna split it up into two halves. One is about the election results itself, the night of the election, everything leading up to the election, and then in part two, we're gonna talk about what comes next. How does this affect Canada? How does it affect climate change? How does it affect uh, how does it affect um, Trump supporters? All of that shit. So, um, jumping now into part one, let's. Um, head on over to Veronica. And the first question I want to ask is more like the personal side. What was your emotional journey through this week? How did you watch it? You know, were you up late? Sort of what was going on? I was watching those um, those votes because it was live tracking come in like the early days of the pandemic where I was watching the numbers like rise and fall. It was, and then social media I noticed was just dead silent. And I, I, everyone was anxious. I was anxious. And I, and I honestly, um, even from last week, I was like, you know, there's a possibility that Trump could win this. So I, it was very real, the anxiety. And so when it looked like Biden was going to win or actually when it was officially announced, because even when it was looking like he was going to win, I was still like, I don't know, something might happen. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I shed a few tears during their speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. Uh, sorry if I look distracted it's because my face was frozen. Um, and I was, I was, <laughs> I was trying to fix that, but I was doing my best to, to listen to you. Um, now let's head on over to. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit I, I did fail a little bit, but um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. Um, so now let's go to Leonard. What was your experience on election night? Were you really into it? Did you just check your updates on your phone? What was happening? Yeah, I was pretty. I was I was binging CNN, uh, and I was also jumping over on Fox News just to see what they were saying. Also, the Fox News uh, electoral map was very well detailed until I found. Um, there was somebody put together a website on GitHub, which was which actually had all the swing states, exactly how many votes were left to be counted, exactly oh. how far ahead whoever was, and the percentage that they were winning votes at, and the percentage they needed to be at to win. It was yeah, oh my God. and then I was that, checking Vegas odds as it went just to see what it wow. was going. Yeah. Crack right there, election crack. <laughs> well, it's a pandemic and I'm unemployed, so what the hell, you know? <laughs> uh, this is all I have. This is the closest thing I have to sports now. The bas- basketball's gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that 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 will be one of our topics coming up is the return of basketball in not too long, right? Um, but uh, so next, what I want to discuss about the election is the actual turnout. 
there was something like, I'm sure I'll get these numbers wrong, but something like 77 million people for Joe Biden, 70 something else million for, um, for 71 71 for Trump and 75 for Biden ish, I think. Wow. Yeah. So unless it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a record. Yeah, Trump Trump actually tweeted, he was like, 71 million legal votes for a sitting president, the most ever. Like, I was like, dude, that's like the Tampa Bay Rays, like, bragging that they won the the second most games in the World Series. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was was pretty crazy. I I was really happy to see that um, there was such a huge turnout because of all these voter suppression tactics um, that happened a lot in the U.S., that like the yeah. Republicans, they don't even lie about it. They say flat out what they're going to do um, oh, yeah. to suppress yeah. votes. So they're so shameless that to yeah. actually see, um, to see that people actually showed up was very heartening for me. Um, well, that is record breaking. It was mail in. They made yeah. it easier to vote. The mail in votes, right? So then they could just do it from the comfort of their own home, get a thing, send it back. <laughs> Uh, from the safety of their own home. From the safety yeah. of their own home. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Stacey Abrams in uh, Georgia did like an incredible job and got like 800,000 people signed up who previously, you know, uh, disenfranchised. And like, as you yeah. can see, I mean, Georgia hasn't been called yet, but even the fact that it's currently blue is insanity. Yeah. And Georgia could decide the Senate in January. So kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I do want to mention that it's... Um, the election has been projected by basically every network out there based on calculations, but it has not been certified. That will take a while for it to be certified by the actual election thing. But, you know, outside of Al Gore's election, um, I, I think pretty much when it's projected, that's usually what happens, um, regardless of... Uh, regardless of uh, of, yeah. of all the lawsuits and, and stuff that Trump wants to do. I'm now what I'm next. What I want to get into, and we will get into the lawsuits in a little bit, but um, what I want to get into is like, what are your thoughts on Biden as a candidate? Has that changed? Um, you know, he's more of a moderate candidate. He's been in the Senate for a long time. Um, how do you think he actually um, per- performed now that we have hindsight seeing that he was elected? Let's go to Veronica. How did he perform? I mean, I know like everyone is saying those Democrats need to get some fire in their pants, especially for this election going against Trump. Uh, The fire, (laughs) the fire was provided by other people, I think. I mean, he's still I still think he's moderate, but uh, we just need someone else other than Trump. That's the bottom line. Like, I honestly don't even care where Biden is. It's just like, elect me, even. I'm not even American. I'm not even that political. I, I just anything but Trump. Like, honestly. Like, Corey Haim, even. <laughs> Such a random... I just pulled that out of my, I don't know. I pulled hey, that you out know, of he's not so different than Cory Booker, um, who was a presidential nominee, but lost basically because he does this weird bug out eyes face that nobody's going to vote for. I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah. You just need to, I don't know <laughs> if you can fix that in the mirror, but it needs, you know what? Actually Jennifer Hudson used to do that. 
on American Idol, and I loved her back then. And everybody, when they go back, they're like, how did Jennifer Hudson not win American Idol? I was like, if you saw that season, it's because the bitch kept doing these crazy bug eyes whenever she had a high note. She looked possessed by a demon. So, Cory Booker, if you want to be like it. Apparently, if you can bug out your eyes, Oscar bait. No, no, she, she, no, she, she fixed that shit. I probably the director fixed that shit, um, and that's why she won. But she, yeah, before that, you, my eyes are not leaving. (laughs) Um, so, um, one of the big trending topics of the election results was. Um, there's a four seasons landscaping debacle. <laughs> so let's head on over to Leonard. What is this four seasons thing and what, what, what's going on? Yeah, you know, it's so, it's the funniest thing. I, I mean, it's just, it's so, um, representative of their entire, <laughs> the way they ran the presidency, the way they ran their campaign, uh, it's just, Bananas. So they presumably, again, I don't know this for sure, but they booked for a press conference uh, the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company. Uh, <laughs> I assume they meant to book the Four Seasons Hotel. The Four Seasons Hotel actually issued a tweet saying, yeah, we have nothing to do with this. Like, that's at the landscaping company. And so at the end of the day, like, Rudy Giuliani, he's, like, standing in front of a garden hose and being like... <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump would not concede. Like we're gonna keep fighting, you know, while we're there across from the fantasy bookstore. Like there was like a dildo shop next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where the guy was wearing a mask. There was a guy wearing a mask. Oh. The dildo, like the guy who worked there. So they had better COVID protocols in the fucking White House. <laughs> and uh, it was so, so, so funny and so emblematic of this, of this presidency. And I just really would have loved to hear the conversation with whoever they called at this Four Seasons Total Landscaping place, being like, hi, we'd like to, this is the Trump campaign, we'd like to book you for a press conference. (laughs) And you know they knew that they were looking for the Four Seasons Hotel. For sure. Just stares into the, like, into a mythical documentary camera, like it's the office, being like, okay. (laughs) That dildo shop got so much coverage. It was the best thing. It pro- sales have probably increased. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people <laughs> camped out there. Um, you know, the thing I don't get is in the coverage of all this, everybody's like, well, they had to go through with it. And I was like, did they really? Do you, yeah. Did you really have to go to the landscaping shop? Like, can somebody not pull an executive decision and say, you know what? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. But the, but the thing is this, like Trump already said four seasons, right? So you can't, he can, and as you can see from this election, he can never be wrong. He can never lose. So he just doubles down on every single goddamn mistake he makes. It'll be like, <laughs> honestly, it'll be like if I, was, if I was like Trump and I was like, I'm going to book the Ritz and then I accidentally book the Ritz Cracker Factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, of course, I'm going to get married at the Ritz Cracker Factory, and I would be so salty about it, which makes sense. It's a fucking Cracker Factory. <laughs> and my white wife came right off the production line. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you make that mistake, though, like, honestly, because I used to do event planning. I'm like, how? Is some That's like, someone did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, it might have been a case of malicious compliance where Trump was just like, book 
the four seasons. Like, so fuck you, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be president anymore. Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So um, one thing with this election was, of course, it wasn't just uh, Joe Biden that was elected. Um, the vice presidential nominee is now the VP elect Kamala Harris. Let's head on over to Veronica on her thoughts about Kamala Harris becoming the vice president. What can I say? Like, honestly, <laughs> All the little girls of color, I'm sorry, the bar has been raised for you. <laughs> that is, like, I'm literally, like, sitting my daughter down in front of her speech. She's, like, doesn't know, she has to have a dictionary, she doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. But I'm, like, listen, you can be my minister. <laughs> but it's just, like, so amazing, historical, and um, someone posted all the VPs of the United States since time and her. And I was just like, oh my God, the contract. It's just, honestly, I mean, yeah. I've been posting about Kamala more than Biden. <laughs> it's just, Most people have, to be honest, yeah, because I think yeah. a lot of people just assume that she's going to take over like midway through this presidency. Oh, yeah, exactly. You yeah, know yeah. what the thing I love yeah. best about Kamala Harris? I'm getting into so much trouble in for this, but like, I feel like she is Anna, Anna Nicole Smithing her way to the presidency. Like, oh. <laughs> this is how this is. Listen to break oh, that. Definitely get into trouble for that, my friend. To break the glass barrier, sometimes you got to get with an old, rich white dude and wait for the hoe to die. This is how yeah. you do upward mobility. Okay, I ain't mad at you. You do what you got to do, girl. You get there how you got to get there. Okay. Do what you gotta do. I mean, the, the first African American woman, the first Asian American woman. Like we were talking about intersectionality last week. There you go. This is way better than Rush Hour Bomb. Way mm -hmm. better than yeah. Rush Hour. Oh, and, and her Jewish husband. And her Jew. Look at that. Like the first Gentile man. Yeah, it's just in her. Yeah, I know the first Gentile. And her speech was was very. That's when I started to tear up. I was like, "This is such a huge accomplishment." And so many women of color um, in leadership positions in politics. So I mean, good for them. Yeah, no, this is historic, and yeah, honestly, I expect her to be president very soon. So, yeah. <laughs> go girl. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh man, go Two supporters. <laughs> I can't, their heads are exploding. All they over. are disgusted right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, one thing I want to talk about, though, is, you know, and listen, Trump has been saying it's conspiracy theory that they rigged um, the polls, what he's calling suppression polls, so that it would, like, um, make people not come out to vote. But at the heart of it, the polls were incredibly wrong again. Um, not just for the presidential election, but, you know, there were projections of like 90 plus percent that the um, the Democrats were going to take over the um, we're going to take over the Senate, which they might yeah. still. But they were projecting like they would clearly take over at a 90 percent. Like, yeah. so what's Susan Collins won re-election? We we're like, oh, OK. So, like, yeah. what's going on? What do you think? I think is happening. This has been every election 
over the past probably five years, not just in the U.S., but also, you know, the... Um, in, 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 in the UK as well, it's been the same trend, which is, um, you know, conservatives and particularly populist conservatives have been underrepresented in polls. And then people come out quite a bit more on polling day. Is it a conspiracy like Donald Trump thinks? No, I think people just don't want to admit that they're going to vote for Donald Trump because it's like yeah. it got. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not saying some of them aren't racist, but like they were demonized greatly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. people who admitted they voted for Trump were immediately, like, pariahs for in a lot of social circles, which is not great. That's not a great way, like, to unify the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Trump stoked those divisions, so you kind of get what you... You reap what you sow, you know? Uh, and I think that might be it, like, where list of the data they're putting in the polls is simply wrong. And there's going to be a reckoning, like, the Democratic pollsters and all, like, are going to have to figure out how do you fix this? Because, like, you know, guys like Nate Silver, like, you know, they even tried to compensate for this and they still got it way wrong. And it's like playing football where you're trying to design a play. You don't know where the players are or the score. So it's mm, like, yeah, how do you, yeah. you're, you know, like, they, yeah. I think the same thing happened with, like, Trump gained uh, votes from bla- the black community, the Latino community. Like, he basically only lost white votes, which is like, what? So you got to, yeah, they're going to have to figure out, like, how uh, yeah. they got shit wrong. Because Miami-Dade in Florida is, like, a huge wake-up call for them. Like, where they lost, like, they lost a significant percentage of the Latino vote that Hillary had back in 2016. So, I don't know. Yeah. And the Melania vote, he might have lost that because people were talking about how she went to vote alone. We don't know what she did. But suspicious. Suspicious she went alone. Um, okay, so uh, transitioning now to what comes next. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's head on over to, to Leonard and, you know, how does this affect... Um, let's first start with climate change. How does a Joe Biden presidency affect climate change? Well, it's definitely better because he believes in it. Uh, so that is a step <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> he thinks it's real. So that's good. Um, <laughs> since the last one thought it was a Chinese hoax, you know, because the Chinese government, well known for their love of delightful pranks. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, no, Joe Biden actually, uh, so it's good, it's good news. Like on day one, they said they're going to rejoin the Paris Accord, which is great. Um, obviously, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a toothless thing. And like, it's not, I mean, the Trump supporters are like, it's unfair. Like America has to pay more and you're paying. And I was like, yeah, because you fuckers benefited from unbridled like emissions for centuries, like, or not centuries, so since the Industrial Revolution, basically. So a century and a half. And, uh, you know, like, so you're, of course, you're, you're going to have to like pay for some of that. And you can't be like, oh, like, you know, why are we giving money to these developing countries? It's like, because you developed and then you, now you're stepping on their necks. So you should, and if you, if we want this to be a thing where it has to be a global thing, it's great. And I think, uh, Biden said he was going to, uh, he's considering having a presidential office on climate change, mm. potentially run by John Kerry. Uh, or I forget the other guy's name, Inglis something. I can't remember. Whoa. And what about um, Al Gore? He's like the uh, yeah. he's the climate change guy. What's going on? They need to call uh, the bitch up. Well, John John Kerry is the guy who put together the Paris Accord. So you know, oh, we figure okay. that too. Well, yeah, then, yeah. And he's a statesman, <laughs> so on. Not that Al Gore isn't, but you know, 
and Michael uh, Moore. Get Michael Moore on that shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and and I think one of the real positive things I see is that Biden he wants to he want like. This isn't like some sort of ideological, oh, environment good. It's like, no, no, this is good for the economy. Like if we go after green jobs and we develop that shit, it's um, like millions of jobs. And and that's not like some hypothetical, like hyperbole that Donald Trump would say, oh, millions of jobs. No, this is like actual millions of jobs <laughs> that they could create or a million jobs, which is huge. So I have high hopes. I am no doubt will be disappointed shortly, but for now... It feels pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, relatively speaking, of course they're high. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, five more years of being grabbed by the goddamn... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. I feel like people always try and make it um, politically, like you have to choose one over the other, like the economy or the climate. And it's just like, no, it's it's, it's ridiculous. If you're going to hold on to old technologies and obviously we know who's funding these campaigns are the people who have all the oil money so they have like some type of interest to keep fossil fuels in business but other than them like it doesn't really help anybody like let's move forward um as a country in a world and the economy will get better and one thing i want to put to this as well because this is a big effect that um i want to discuss about biden coming into um, the presidency is the first thing he talked about is a pandemic committee. Mm. And so I do like this trend of like pro science because science being yeah. politicized is just ridiculous. Um, oh yeah. If you ignore science for long enough, it will kill you. Yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. know, always. Yeah. And you know, with the, with the pandemic, I think it's the same thing as the climate. It's like, people are like, Oh, you know, People like on Fox News right now, they're like, oh, Biden is going to, you know, shut everything down and only cares about the pandemic, but not about the economy. But it's like, no, you cannot have an economy when you're when people are dying and they can't go yeah. outside. So it's it's the same thing as with fossil fuels. It's like you don't have to choose one or the other. Actually solving one problem will help you with both problems. Like if things are not black and white people, like let's. All related. <laughs> I mean, let's. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Let, don't let BLM fool you. It's not just black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Asians in there too. Come on now. Um, so uh, it's the know, new ALM. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it back. <laughs> so one thing I want to talk about of like moving forward of what of what will happen now is. Um, or, you know, actually, let's let, let's stick with climate change for a little bit and talk about how the Joe Biden presidency will affect Canada, because the very first um, statement that the Canadian government made was as soon as um, as soon as uh, as soon as Joe Biden was elected was they put out a statement about the Keystone Project, which is very important for Justin Trudeau. I don't know why. I literally don't know why. He's trying to appease Westerners who hate him anyway. And doing this Keystone thing did not help his favorability. So I don't know who he's trying to win over with this. He's just pissing people off. But um, this proposal was rejected um, during the Obama administration, but then was approved by Trump in 2017, but now, obviously, Biden was a part of the Obama administration. So is he going to come and reject this and, like, foil Trudeau's plans? 
Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll open this to the panelists and also the broader topic of how else it affects Canada. So you could talk about specifically about the Keystone or um, Canada in general. That's a good question. Um, I, I think, I mean, Jason Kenny thinks it's going to go forward, <laughs> but he's you know, optimistic. Um, honestly, I know Trudeau got a lot of flack over the Keystone thing, but it's not the supply that's the problem, it's demand. And it's not like demand is going away. So unless demand goes down, then I, I mean, I'm a staunch environmentalist, but greater good and economy shit, like it's better that we provide the oil. Uh, and so that it could be money going into our economy versus Venezuela, where their crude is actually dirtier. Not that a Canadian crude is great, but Venezuelan is worse. So, like, we would, A, lose the money, and it would also be a net negative for the environment. So it's like, I mean, all things being what they are, unless demand goes away, like, unless there's another pandemic. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of am okay with Keystone, <laughs> even though I don't love it. Does that make sense? Yeah, one thing, I'm just going to jump in here because we've got a comment from Van Dad, everybody's favorite Van Dad. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, one thing I want to show people, too, is on the screen now, all the comments pop up on the screen um, for our hot topic section. But I sort of fast forwarded to that layout now so people could see. So if you are like Van Dad and watching this and want to get your comment up, um, put it on our um, comment section, whether on your Facebook, YouTube, Twitch um Twitter, Periscope, wherever you are, LinkedIn, um, it will all come in together into one feed. And I haven't actually figured out how to delete comments. So if you say something oh, super great. racist, <laughs> um, it'll probably stay on there what as well. So Van Dad chimed in, and I haven't figured out how to delete comments. Van Dad has something to say. Um, okay, so the, the, I guess I should say the question. The question that Van Dad has asked is, where's the Iran deal? Oh, well... I mean, Trump unilaterally dropped out of it. I suspect if Biden wants to jump back into it, they probably could because nobody else jumped out of it. Like, it's still, oh, well, Iran kind of is using it as an excuse to get out and start developing their shit. So it, it all comes down to, like, Iran, what the, the relationship between Iran and America, whether or not America can reestablish those relationships, because as you know, the last president fucking assassinated one of their top generals, and they're still pretty salty about that. Um, <laughs> so it's up in the air. It's hard to say what's going to happen. I, I mean, I, it was like a landmark political agreement. Uh, and I know people were like, oh, no, like, it just means they, they can't develop. I mean, they can still do it eventually. It's like, yeah, but they're not doing it now. So um, it remains to be seen. I think if America can reestablish some semblance of their soft power that Trump completely demolished during his presidency, maybe they'll come up with something else. Yeah, like. Because they already, like, released all that money back to them. So it's like, well, what? what is, you know, uh, I, I don't know. Really, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't say I know too much about the 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 uh, Iran deal. Um, I, I do know that you know in the Middle East, the U.S. is going to have a lot of problems um, after what happened with the whole Turkey situation, where they let um, all the Kurds die. 
Yeah, basically, it's going to be hard for any president to convince um, allies to fight for them when they could just be abandoned and, you know, America will just let them die. And I don't think you can just say, oh, it's a new president, because they'll be like, well, what if the next president is is like Trump? So, um, you know, I think... I just feel like America has a history of doing that, though. I don't think this is the first time this has happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, people keep coming back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think too like uh, Trump has basically gutted their their entire state department and a lot of countries don't even have diplomats. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe let's maybe let's let's start with um with that. Um and now I I'm going to go over to Veronica. Um and you know what are um, what are your thoughts? I'm just looking here through um, through our uh, Trump section, but um, you had sort of mentioned something about Paula White Caden, um, Trump's spiritual advisor. What the hell was that? Uh, do you want to give us some uh, some backdrop on what this woman is doing? Oh my God! So she is. A, she, yeah, she's a presidential spiritual advisor. Have you seen this? She's, it was crazy. She was speaking in tongues. She was calling Africa and, uh, and South America for angels to come. And she just kept repeating, it's going to be victory. It's going to be victory. It's going to be victory. And I just thought, this is a man who doesn't believe in a virus, but he believes in angels from Africa and South America <laughs> are going to come and help him just, like, go on to victory. <laughs> And this is a woman who, um, she's a televangelist. She also is, uh, what is that gospel called? The prosperity gospel, I think. Oh, I the, say the, more, the more money you, we make, uh, the closer you will, the more money you give us, the closer you might get to the God. The money you give, the more you will get. And therefore, that is God's, basically, that's how much God loves you. The richer you are, I guess God doesn't love me. This <laughs> is basically extreme tithing, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that's a different, I feel like that's how all religions have kind of been. I feel like, they're taking it to the extreme, but it's a difference of degree versus a difference of like concept. Um, and is- I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm a gay man who has been you know uh, shunned by religion my whole life. So I just I just don't even care at this point. I I I flat out hate religion. I hate all religions. I just I was I don't even care. All these bitches can just go and die. And then well, not go to heaven because there is none. It just bitches. matters you have money. It just ha- matters that you give money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, that's why Trump loves it because it's just it's. I don't. Trump doesn't believe in the religion, but he really appreciates the grift. He's, he's been yeah yeah. He's been validated by God. He has a lot of money, which we actually don't know how much money he has. But uh, neg- negative a billion dollars, according to the New York Times. <laughs> It's really nice that America, like, for four years, they elected their poorest citizen <laughs> as president. I don't think anybody is personally poorer than Donald Trump, if, yeah. if, yeah. if it's true, that all the debt that he's actually in. But it's a great, it's a great little, um, people have been remixing that whole thing that she was doing, and I've been watching all of them with glee. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing, yeah. So um, I, I want to talk a little bit about what this means now for the different parties in 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 the U.S. Um, for the Democrats, for the Republicans, um, and I think it's really interesting because 
you know, with with Joe Biden um, winning the the election, I, I think definitely more so because he wasn't Trump more than anything that he actually is. But mm-hmm. you know what? Not being Trump is good enough in 2020. But mm-hmm. when you and I think it really shows because when you took take a look at the different races for um, for the Senate and the House, you know, the Democrats lost seats in the House when they were expected to gain seats. And mm-hmm. um, right now, I think they're up. They flipped two seats in the Senate and lost one seat. Um, so, you know, and now it's on this runoff election. I don't want to say too much. They don't really totally understand what's going to happen other than um, in January, some shit will happen. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, it's a runoff in Georgia between there's uh, John Ossoff is one of the guys running for the Democrats and Warnock is the other guy. And Andrew Yang is moving to Atlanta so he can help. <laughs> like, Asians to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the the interesting thing is I just feel like, you know, I feel like the Americans gave a mandate against Trump, but they didn't give a mandate against Republicans. Even it's Republicans, yeah. yeah, even Republicans who, you know, were really supportive of Trump, like Lindsey Graham, Susan, well, Susan Collins was sort of hedging her best. But, you know, certainly people who didn't stand up against Trump. So I think the Democrats really need to relook because, you know, this whole idea of like moderates versus progressives and like they're they're going to come out and say, oh, like, oh, Joe Biden won. So, yeah, this whole moderate lane is the direction we should go. But I do feel like obviously I'm very progressive. I'm like, you you have to give people something to vote for, not just something to vote against. And sure, that might work when what you're voting against is like pure evil, like Donald Trump, but even half evil, like Lindsey Graham still got elected. So like the Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, he's he's super evil. I'm I'm really surprised with him as well. And the thing even is, demon is trying to escape out of him. It's, <laughs> like, it's like oh yeah, those hands. Those hands. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like those are the Russian operatives came in and like you know did some shit to his hands to make sure they still had his vote. But like, I, I think honestly, the Democrats really have to rethink their strategy because. Right now in politics, people see it like it's in the 80s or the 90s where they see it's conservatives versus liberals or progressives. And I don't think it's a 2D axis anymore. I think because in a lot of ways, people think, oh, Joe Biden, because he's moderate, he's basically Republican light. It you know might be able to take some of the Donald Trump voters. And to to that degree, you would think that the most opposite to Trump would be Bernie Sanders. But actually, a lot of polling shows a lot of Trump supporters are more inclined to vote for Bernie than they would for a moderate because it's not just about left and right. And even like, what does the right mean anymore? Like the conservative um, ideals like small government and all that. That's all been thrown out the window. That's not even what it is anymore. But the other access people have to think about is like, you know, the rich versus poor, the elite versus the working class. And I think because the Democrats are still just seen as like these elites talking down to people um, and like telling them how they should live their lives, like you, oh, oh my God, I, I, I just... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but 
<clears throat> these these Democrats, they really need to get their shit together because I'm still mad that they put up Joe Biden. Um, and I think it was a lot closer than it had to be because because it was Biden. Um, let's let's head on over to uh, I see Leonard shaking his head. Um, what are, what what are, what are your thoughts on uh, on the political climate in the U.S. moving forward? No, I agree with you. I completely agree. Like, there's different axes. There's you know establishment versus anti-establishment. I think that's really like the Bernie and the, where the Bernie and Trump supporter Venn diagram kind of like intersects. Um, I think what a lot of people hate, what a lot of people on the right hate about the left is like everything becomes about identity politics. They're like, everything is racism now. It's like, you just, they just labeled all of us racists and that's not fair because we're not, or, I mean, they might be, but they, but just under a different definition of racism. That's the, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, because they have defined racism as like, I don't have hate in my heart for like people of color. But I will gladly benefit from these systems that, that yeah. for white people, <laughs> yeah. right? And I think that's part of it. But they, it's upsetting to them, um, you know. And I get it. And not, and not all white people are doing well. A lot of them are doing very badly, especially as like the the you know the world moves towards globalism, uh, like. It all kind of it all started with Reagan. Like he started deregulating shit, and then like more monopolies formed, and now like the lower and the middle class are getting more and more like white lower middle class are getting fucked more and more and more, and like they can't like their grandparents could like have the same job and buy a house, and these guys are just under crushing debt for their entire lives, and they feel like nobody cares about them because guess what? Nobody does because they're poor and they're white. So it's like shit. <laughs> you got yeah. nothing, and that's yeah. what Trump preyed on. Trump was like, oh, this desperation. I'm going to bring coal back. Yeah. What the fuck? Market the disease, sell the cure. (laughs) Like Trump was to the right as Obama was to the left. It was just, he was their great white hope. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think think too, it's funny that the right always talks about identity politics and all this shit. And it's like... Trump is the one that flames the racial wars, and then his oh, yeah. his supporters are like, "Oh, you guys make everything about race." And I was like, "That's speak." I'm like, "I can't, I can't even with these bitches. I can't even." Like I've I've always said, um, quite controversially at first, but now it seems less controversial. But when Trump first came, and everybody on TV was like, "Oh, you know." Uh, people like when they were first talking about the polls and stuff when he first won they're like oh people don't want to admit they voted for 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 oh oh, no they weren't saying they don't want to admit they're saying like people are voting for trump like in spite of his racism they're looking past it and i've always said from the beginning no it's not a bug it's a feature like they're voting for him because he's racist and the more racist he is the more votes he gets so don't give me none of this oh you know we believe in him it's too bad that he's racist all this shit no you're voting for him because he's fucking racist and he's a white supremacist i'll never i'll never believe differently because i just don't see how you can vote for that hoe and i I know like i i know like leonard was saying before like people are just getting upset that people are calling them all racist well that person is me i am calling them all racist because if you vote for trump you're effing dead to me i don't care if you're even a visible minority if you voted for trump then you're internally racist you are just all the i i hate you all you can all date no none of this trump shit i was wow. watching oh, i'm so glad that biden didn't make this speech <laughs> like, no, no. yeah yeah oh my god no. <laughs> 
Like, forget unity. I hate you. You're done. You're dead to me. <laughs> no, die. I'm like, die, 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 die. Like, for me, yeah, yeah. This, well, this is why, to me, it's the progressives versus the moderates, because I was like, the moderates are like, let's unite. Let's look past. Our I was like, that makes sense if it's like even a semi-evil people like George W. Bush, who like obviously concocted a fake war to kill thousands of people. But even at that level, I'm still willing to like, okay, let's sit down and talk. But when it's white supremacist Nazi army of Trump supporter bitches, this is not a let's unite. This is let's stomp these bitches out until they no longer exist. This is no like one side can't be playing dirty, uh, rigging everything, voter suppression out in the open, you know, getting yeah. like foreign interference, gerrymandering, everything. And then we're like, yeah, let's let's sit down and talk. No, let's not talk. Y'all are evil bitches. It's, it's hard to find common ground when one side yeah. is like, all lives matter. And the other side's like, LOL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, though, that even like, even, I see what you're saying. But at the same time, when... There's someone so aggressive and he's racist and he's like, I'm just going to get it done. And he appears to be getting it done. I'm going to say, I don't mind that moderate approach because it just, it's just feels like assault. And I, I, I don't want to feel assaulted right now. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, get more progressive once you're in there, but I like just for the campaign, I don't know. I, Nah, well, actually, that's not true. I felt like there could have been a little bit more fire under yeah, his, his. He had an election that lasted four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fire pants? Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, cool, cool. So um, I'll open it up for any last thoughts on the U.S. presidential um, election. Um, it's been a little bit crazy, but uh, anybody have last thoughts? I think, honestly, if it wasn't for COVID, Trump wins in a landslide. Oh, God. Like, for like, I'm not even, like, and, and the stupid thing is, because, look, the economy was fine. The world hadn't exploded. He didn't start any new wars. People like that. Um, you know, and honestly, he could have been elected in a landslide if he was just not a raging narcissist. If he had just said, all right, I don't know what's going on. Let's listen to the experts and let's and just provided any semblance of leadership. Because, like, Doug Ford is going to get reelected in a landslide. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. You know, Trump had this opportunity. Any sort of crisis, if you can offer any leadership, That's huge. True. Like, George Bush, after 9-11, he had, like, a 95% approval rating or something insane. This was an open layup, and Trump blocked himself <laughs> With his yeah. narcissism. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being like, hey, the scientist. Nope. He was like, no, I know. I know all the answers. Bleach, <laughs> sunlight, hydroxychloroquine. It's like, okay. But in saying that, you see where someone's really at in a crisis. So, I mean. This was the, oh, this was like the, he was pretty lucky in that he didn't have, for the first three years, there were no presidential <laughs> level catastrophes they had to deal with. None. This is yeah. No, this is like. And then this death. one yeah. just came up, and then he was like, and he and he had to step up, and he couldn't. He proved Did not he? only could he not, he yeah. actively made it worse. He said he didn't believe in it. Yeah. Yeah, because he had to double down because like the he, he was running on the economy, and then he couldn't. There's no way he could be like I fucked up the. If he admitted that he screwed up, that means he fucked up the economy, and then he's done. Well, uh, yeah. And he's so not just had to double down for this like anti-science bullshit, and he ended up killing, will kill like 
probably 320,000 Americans or something silly. Uh, mm. Okay, so speaking of death and dead people, um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go okay. we're gonna go on to our first hot topic of the week. We're gonna go over to Leonard um, <laughs> and a battle over other dead people. This time, veterans and uh, people who want to wear poppies. Um, what what on earth is happening, Leonard? <laughs> oh, this was okay. So I, I think when I mentioned this topic, I said by the time this podcast air, like by the time we record this, it's going to be resolved, and that is exactly what happened. But what happened is that Whole Foods, uh, they put a ban on their employees wearing poppies because they just have a corporate policy that says nothing that represents a cause. You know, the cause of remembering the dead. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, um, and I can understand why, because Whole Foods is American owned, like Amazon owns them. So uh, they, I can see why they don't want anything political, because as we have just discussed for the last little <laughs> while, fucking everything is political. Like even masks during a goddamn pandemic are political. So, you know, poppies. Um, but like up in Canada, like poppies are not controversial, right? Like literally like both sides of the political aisle, Everybody wears poppies, except according to Don Cherry, immigrants. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> about that. Uh, but yeah, they they back down, so it's all fine. Um, poppies. Here's the thing: like, it, it makes sense. Like, Whole Foods should let their employees wear poppies because poppies represent the military, which is an expenditure that is completely unnecessary and just way, way more money than is sensible, which is exactly Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there'll be $8 there if you get a Whole Foods. Exactly. <laughs> oh, whatever, man. I'm not going to shop at Whole Foods again, uh, mostly because I'm a comedian and it's nothing but no frills for this guy. Uh, <laughs> I I only go to um, I only go to Whole Foods for one reason, and I only go to it in the U.S. is because they have the number one um, coconut water. It's called Humble Harvest. <laughs> and no, we are not sponsored by them. But I will say, listen, I, I grew up in, you know, like, like, you know, obviously I was born in Thailand um, and my, my family's from, from Laos and Thai and coconuts are really big in Thailand. And so I grew up like drinking um, like coconut juice out of a coconut. So I know what it tastes like. And all this coconut water shit doesn't taste like it, but Humble Harvest from um, Whole Foods in the U.S., I swear to God, it tastes like you were drinking a coconut. I know, super random. Um, they can't even sponsor us because they don't even sell it in the in Canada. So this is not a sponsored statement. This is just <laughs> me keeping it real for bitches who want to drink coconut water. Uh, and by the way, only white people call it coconut water. If you're in a store... And you want the real legit one, buy the one that says coconut juice because Asians call it coconut juice. They only call it coconut water because they're trying to sell it to, like, um, I think marathoners or some stupid shit for electrolytes. That's right. So, people who desperately need hydration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. coconut juice, people, not it coconut water. It tastes weird, too. Yeah. And also, strange. do not buy any coconut with Buddha's image on it. Please stop um commercializing somebody from an asian religion um because that's just ridiculous because i could sell like jesus wine or jesus bread or some <laughs> shit and that's just wrong do not do not support jesus these bitches wine. how would you become the official wine of jesus i mean that would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It's like this came straight from my name. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the the one thing too. Sorry, I sort of took us off to- a little bit off topic. Um, but one thing about the the poppies is. Um, once again, to me on the identity politics, it does come more from the right than the left, even though everybody um, conservative leaning uh, talks about the, the left saying it. But like as soon as this whole story broke, Doug Ford made like a declaration about hey, we're going to pass a law that uh, yeah. that we will. Yeah, so that you could wear your poppies everywhere. I was like, if anybody's trying to, like, sow division and, like, just jump into, like, cultural warfare, it is conservatives, bitches. So stop talking about this shit about identity politics. Yeah, I, you know, not wanting to get shot by police is not identity politics. You know what it is? Identity politics is fucking poppies. That's fucking identity politics, bitches. Okay? That's what's up. Okay. <laughs> and now- don't forget to get that coconut water. <laughs> yes. Very delicious. Identity politics has to do with like, hey, we're going to police the accessories that you wear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dress? Oh, you're done. (laughs) Um, So let's head on over to Veronica for our next hot topic. And this is about everybody's favorite, um, favorite uh, jailed actress, Lori Laughlin. Um, And, you know, I'll, I'll hand it over to Veronica. Lori Laughlin from Full House, Uncle Jesse's wife. Who knew she made that much, first of all? Let me just say. So she um, she was sent to prison for two months for basically trying to get her two daughters into... What, was it Harvard? I don't remember. Anyways. No, no, it wasn't funny. even. It wasn't even something that big. I don't think. And her daughters didn't even want to go. Her daughter was, was already an influencer making money. Sorry, go ahead. $500,000. They tried to say that they got in um, on the rowing team. And so anyway, she was supposed to spend two months in prison. So after a few days, she couldn't handle it anymore. It was too much. Uh, yeah, bitch, it's prison. Like, what the fuck? Like, what did you think was going to happen in there? That it was going to be like orange is the new black. You're going to find a nice girlfriend and that, you know, you would trade for nail polish. Like, what do you think is going to happen in there? So now I just heard actually ever when we um, when I first when we first talked about this is that they're actually going to release her early. What? Because it's too much. Oh, that is. She needs to go home for the holidays. So if you want to talk identity, like, come on. If that was someone else, first of all, they wouldn't even be able to get into the damn school. But yeah, she she's going to be let out so that she's home for the holidays. Yeah, on on yeah. on your example of if it was somebody else and what happens when you don't have privilege. When this story first broke, um, people were pulling up examples of like poor black women who lied on a form because they wanted to get their daughter into like it was. I think it was a public school, but they lived like right. a few houses out of the wrong district or whatever. And she had been in jail for two fucking years. Yes, that's right. Like, and Lori Laughlin. Fucking Uncle Jesse's wife. Like, come on now. You weren't even like a. What, I, I guess she was kind of a main character. I'll give her that. But still, like, this is ridiculous. Oh, like, man. What a Becky. Yeah, what a Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. You're not even good enough to be a Karen, god damn it. You're <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, Veronica, um, on giving us the update on everybody's yeah, favorite it's auntie. breaking news. Everywhere you go, there's injustice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
wonder if they played that music at the like they do at the end of Full House to let her know like the moral of her story. <laughs> oh, nice! From Full House to Big House. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Next hot topic is uh, it's my turn. Um. For my first hot topic. And this is about YouTube and the new YouTube number one video of all time with 7.1 billion views is Baby Shark. Oh, God. Yes, Baby Shark has overtaken Despacito from Louis Fonzi. Um, Although if you count all the different versions of Despacito, it probably still has the lead. But for a single video... Baby Shark doo 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 is now number one, and the fact that this happened um, on the same day that Joe Biden got elected president, I think, is just the universe. I don't know what's happening with the universe, but things are. I don't know. This is it's catchy. I have to admit, it's very catchy. I was watching the different versions, um, and also, you know. I think those kids are Asian. They look Asian to me. That little Asian boy is like, he was giving it his all, you know. He was working those facial expressions, which is very hard when you dance. Sometimes people dance and they forget about the face, but that is part of how you sell it. And that kid was selling that baby shark, the mama shark, the grandpa shark. He was selling all of that shit. So congratulations, little Asian boy um, and your little Asian sister. She looks half Asian, though. Um, so who knows? Um, but, um, you know, they're they're number one. And maybe wow. the world needs um, something so ridiculously awesome to be number one right now. Yeah. It's I've literally never seen is it worth see, if it's, Is it worth watching? Yes. yes, you have to Google, you have to look it up should on I YouTube. Should I watch it right now, live? This is my Free first time I mean, it's not worth seeing, but you should see it, because why not add to the 7.1 million? Literally, billion, billion. Right yeah, now. yeah, definitely watch it. Watch it while me and Veronica talk, but, like, it is so crazy. 7.1 billion. Um, yeah. the, the other thing I want to say, too, is that... Um, I was watching it, and then because Despacito was number two now, I went back and watched that video, and I put the subtitles on, and it's funny because a lot of these top videos, the default subtitles are now Korean, because Koreans really drive a lot of the internet, and I remember... In early days, like especially with um, with Twitter, it was it was people in Brazil who really drove a lot of um, Twitter traffic and internet traffic. So sometimes you never yeah. really know what's going on, but like you know, and I guess that's a good representation with like Despacito number two and Baby Shark number one. Um, that you know, you know, Asian communities, um, Latino communities out there really driving what's happening on the internet right now to the yeah. point where the default captions are freaking Korean. Korean, wow. For wow. a What's Latin the difference, song. By the way, huh? What's the difference in numbers from Baby Shark to Despacito? Um, it's, it's within, it's within a hundred million still. Oh my <laughs> God. Is because it's, so, yeah. Because wow. because Despacito is still over seven billion and Baby Shark is over seven point one billion, so it's within it's within a hundred million. Which you know, I wish I could get a video that that's yeah. the margin for error of those two. That's just crazy. 
Um, we could make up a song right now if you want. What the fuck am I watching? The lyrics are, the lyrics are what difficult. Is this? Yeah. I know. What I, is this the thing? Why yeah. is this 7.1 billion? I don't understand. I, because, what did I just watch? But wait a second. <laughs> what the fuck? What is that? What the fuck? Oh, my God. A live reaction you, video. <laughs> what? Why? Isn't me just listing off like the entire family tree of sharks like they're a fucking A and W? Like what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Like you have to. It is catchy, baby shark. Do 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 do. Mommy shark. Do 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 do. Daddy shark. Do 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 do. Like man, it's you know. So long. It's not unique views. It's just views. Correct. Yeah, it's it's total views, and maybe babies just watch it over and over. I have no idea. Because that's what it is. It's just when you're a parent, you just loop that shit over and over and over. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah I, I know that song well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it's very complicated lyrics. Uh. <laughs> I've, I've definitely contributed to that, um, to that number. Pro- probably a million. Probably a million. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, Leonard looks like he's totally confused, but we're, we're going to go to Leonard for our next hot topic. And Children is, are dumb. <laughs> um, and it is about Canada having the most expensive wireless in the world. Oh, Take yeah. it away, Leonard. Yeah. Um, literally, I forgot this was my hot topic, and I for- didn't prepare for it. But yeah, it's hot topic, right? <laughs> but not- but totally expected. Uh, we always knew that we had like really expensive uh, internet, and uh, we do. <laughs> Again, I think I think this is. I don't know how many years running. I, this isn't the first time that a we've lot been of first years, yeah. In this, and I know a lot of the times, like uh, you know, like like Bell and Rogers and Tellus and like basically all the people who have oligopoly on the internet in Canada. They'll make up shit like, oh, it's because Canada's so big and we have to go across this mountain range here and a mountain range there and the Canadian Shield there. And it's like, yeah, but you understand that you are basically mostly serving cities, right? Yeah. And you're using this as an excuse to fucking gouge us. I don't know, man. Like, when 5G comes, like, I'm not worried about coronavirus. It's just I'm going to blow through my five gigs of data, like, so uh, fast. No, I know. It is. It's really expensive. It's, as a matter of fact, I just tried to get so... I'm not going to say who I was with, but they had a promotion. I was like, oh, let me get on this promotion. I called them and they said, no, it's only if you're switching over from another provider. And I said, but wait a minute. I've been with you this whole time. Don't you love me? Like, what's going on? No, but the move is like every year. And this is I hate that I have to do this. And I do this every like however long my contract is. I leave. I'm like, I'm going. And then they're like, okay, send me to the retention team so that they can give me offers that the other people can't in order to maintain my business. And I'll be like, like, what I'll do is I'll compare. Like, I'll call the other places. I want to leave. What can you give me? And then they'll tell me. And I'll be like, cool. Go back to the person I'm with. What's the, what can you offer me to get me to stay? And then they either can or they can't. And I'll just switch to whoever. Yeah. The only reason right now that I'm still... Like the only thing is, like I'm I'm with Bell right now because they literally dug a tunnel to my house and installed fiber optic cable and put it into my house, like yeah. to mainline super fast internet into my house. So I don't know if that's something I can leave. 
But a toxic relationship, Leonard. Yes, it is. Like it's we're completely yeah. captive. Like yeah. it's. Do you, I mean, yeah. Do you need someone to talk to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like well, I can't quit you. <laughs> it's gonna be expensive because your data only covers. <laughs> yeah. What well, what I've always done in the past is you know similar to what Leonard did, but I always look at red flag deals and um, their hot mm-hmm. topics forum will often give you tips of like here's what they're offering people as retention um, offers. And then I would yeah. do the same thing. I would call in and say, I'm leaving <laughs> because, um, and never reference that you saw it from red flag deals, but just keep, yeah. sometimes you have to keep calling and hanging up till you get the right bitch who will give you the deal. But red yeah. flag deals is, is pretty good. If they say that deal is being offered, it is being offered. Um, yeah. I, I will say though, right now, um, I've been with Fido for a long time now for myself and the last two times they've literally just given me a notification on the app saying, Hey, for the same amount that you're paying, um, you could be getting uh thirty gigabytes instead of fifteen gigabytes. So do you want this? And no contract, and I'll just click yes and then it worked. So Fido actually it's I usually used to do the switching, but I've been with Fido for like over five years now. <coughs> and I'll literally just randomly get messages being like, Hey, we have a better deal for you. And then I'm yeah, like, they, they are good at that. Yeah. 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 That. So, Bell, Bell, I left. I was with them for like over 10 years. And it was just before. Remember when you canceled and they used to charge you this horrendous amount? And then they got rid of that. So mm-hmm. I left them before they passed that bylaw or whatever it was. So um, I'm never paying you, Bell, but I do owe you $1,800. <laughs> 1800 Girl, if that goes to collections, that's going to, like, ruin your credit forever. 1800? 1800's not going to ruin my my credit. It's 1800. Like, that's all I have That's uh, that I owe in anything. So, (laughs) come and get me, Belle. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God so few people listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we, we, we have a new comment from David Arnold that says, can I just say fuck? Bell, so he just uh, he there agrees with you, Veronica, and he also with that foul language has probably gotten this video banned from YouTube. But that's okay because I'm just happy people were commenting. Um, uh, but YouTube, I don't think allows R-rated content, so we might get into trouble. And as I mentioned really? earlier, I do not yet know how to delete comments. <laughs> so uh, R-rated content? I mean, I just did watch Baby Shark, so I, I don't know. Yeah. What a contrast. <laughs> We're all over the place. Yeah, maybe, or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe YouTube will let us swear. I, I haven't tried it, I'm but pretty uh, sure they will. I'm pretty sure I have. Like it's that. <laughs> I've seen nudity on YouTube. Like what? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't have that filter, because there's you get, like there's an option. Yeah, basically porn on YouTube. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. On. <laughs> On uh, on the whole porn note, we're gonna now talk about humpbacking. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's head on over to Veronica, who um, wants to talk about uh, whales and kayakers. What, what what is going on, Veronica? 
So there were um, there were a couple of kayakers. One of them didn't want to go, and her friend said, "Come, let's go watch the whales feed." <laughs> and so this friend just said yes because, like, she's like, "Oh, new life experience. Let's go do it." So they go close to the whales where they feed, which is first of all like dumb. Like, leave the fucking whales alone. And um, so <laughs> uh, there was like little fish around them. And the, that's what the whales were feeding on. The whale, and they're like, oh, look, little fish. You know, they just thought, oh, we're going to see something special. A whale came up from underneath. In the video, you see, and it comes up just like a cartoon <laughs> or a special effect. And it's like, it's just the mouth. And they're in their, it, they're in the whale's mouth for I don't know how long. Anyways, he, they didn't stay in there clearly because we're hearing about the story. They're fine. But it, it was just so stupid, and I kept going back to the story, and I, I just wanted to know more. I, I, I actually looked up to see if there were more incidences like this. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it goes back to biblical times. Have you heard of Jonah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh. I, don't go near whales when they're, they're feeding. Like, that's just stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's you know what it's like it's like uh, uh, just standing in Pac-Man's way, being like, ah, this will be fine. I know, oh. I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you feel when someone's staring at you while you're eating? Like, uh, come on, it's a whale. How much do those things weigh? Those are huge. You don't want to get stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the whole swimming with whale shit. That's that's not a thing for me, but. uh you know what? Never underestimate the the stupidity of people. Like we just had seventy million people vote for Trump, so there you go. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. but more, but more who watched Baby Shark? <laughs> billions, man, billions. That must. I'd like to calculate how much money that equals. That's a lot of goddamn money um, yeah. for Baby Shark. Um, okay. Now our final hot topic is. Back to me, and it is about the return, the early return of the NBA um, in uh, December. Training camp starts on December 1st, and oh my goodness, my face is frozen again. <laughs> Give me just a second. <laughs> what is going on Skype? Okay, here I am. Um, I have now been unfrozen. And okay, it's just this whole... Um, so the NBA ended uh, mid-October, and they're coming back on um, December 22nd. I think that's overall 71 days, which um, is very short. I would say, selfishly as a fan, I'm very excited because I just witnessed LeBron win his fourth championship. I love LeBron. I literally have a poster of LeBron right here. It says Strive. Oh, sorry. Um, a poster of LeBron right here in my studio. It says Strive for Greatness because that I might even get that shit, shit tattooed on my face someday. That's how much <laughs> I love LeBron. So having LeBron back... To win back-to-back championships. I know he's going to do it. He is going to make everything right in the world again. Um, oh, congrats as well to LeBron for his um, More Than a Vote initiative, which was trying to get people out to vote. Obviously, a lot of these initiatives were happening. But, you know, high turnout. I will give LeBron part of the praise the way we praise Stacey Abrams and other people as well. Um, so congrats to LeBron for doing that. But... You know, it, it's it's interesting. Like, the NBA, I want to see what happens with sports now because 
the NBA was very successful in their bubble environment, zero mm-hmm. coronavirus cases, but now they're going back to arenas in spite of the fact that um, the coronavirus is worse than ever. The U.S. had 120,000 people for three days straight. Um, and you know bitches in the U.S. ain't even getting tested because that shit's not covered. You got to pay for a test. Like, nobody going to pay for that shit. So you know it's way more than that. People are dying. Um, so, but the NBA is coming back. I don't know. I'm happy as a fan. I also understand why they can't do it in a bubble because a bubble for three months is one thing. But, like, you can't stay in a bubble for, like, six months. I get it. That's that's not right. So I don't know what they're going to do. I know they're saying no fans, but we saw no fans in baseball and stuff. And it's just it's more about the travel between cities and the no restrictions on your movement. You might not get in the arena. You're probably going to get it at the airport going you know, different states have different um, policies. I don't really know what's going to happen. I just hope they get through the season. I guess baseball just finished, even though they had to cancel a bunch of games. Um, I'm kind of going everywhere with this because I'm happy, but the coronavirus dampens it. I don't really know. Um, I'll I'll open up to our panelists. Uh, What do you think about sports returning? And... um, and uh, yeah, what what's going to happen with with sports coming back during coronavirus? It's not going to be good, you know. Like it can't possibly be good putting a bunch of people together. Like, yeah. Like from an epidemiology standpoint, bad, very bad. I understand. I want to see the sports. I liked the bubble. I'll be honest, but I know it's got to be difficult for the players. But the bubble was so fascinating to me because, like, honestly, there was so much hot gossip coming out of that bubble. <laughs> it was like this amazing reality show. We had like Lou fucking Lemon Pepper Williams, and then you had uh, uh, what's what's the name of the dude who got caught with the COVID tester? And LeBron ratted him out yeah, just to bring back. Right. Your oh yeah, from from Houston, Daniel Daniel House from Houston. Yeah, that's right, Daniel House. Yeah, and then wow. yeah, he got ratted. Oh, that was so hilarious. <laughs> Another uh, thumbs up to LeBron. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was so, so, so funny. So like I don't like I mean, yeah, again, I, I know it's gotta be hard for the players, uh, but just as a fan who wants to see sports and doesn't want this pandemic to continue. Because what's gonna happen is the Raptors have to go what play in Buffalo or something. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna get to see them. I'm not gonna, like they're gonna go there. They're probably gonna come back with like I mean without Terrence Davis. Ha ha ha! Just drop that <laughs> motherfucker off. <laughs> and, oh yeah, uh, that hoe. Um, yeah. So yeah, how does this work logistically then? That's what I want to know. Like how 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 are they gonna move about? That's I mean I know you're talking I about mean, airports planes. Stuff, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know. But then they're gonna just do it the way they have all they've been doing it. They're just gonna be wearing masks. I think that's literally the only difference. Hmm. Yeah, it, I, think, I mean, yeah, I think what they're really trying to focus on from the NBA perspective is um, is uh, rapid testing. Um, but I don't know how rapid they can get. Um, but if if they can get results within an hour, then everybody who enters the facility um, for you know the players and stuff, you test them all, and then you don't take the court unless you get a negative. Um, but that that's a lot of tests, a lot of testing. I don't know if the technology's yeah. there. There's a it's lot not of... as accurate. Yeah. Oh, it's not okay. Like the PCR testing is accurate because like they're basically they're literally taking your DNA mm-hmm. and then they're putting it in a machine to like see 
if any of that stuff matches like the DNA of the COVID. So it's like right. fairly, fairly accurate versus like an antigen uh, sort of test, which has the potential for false negatives. So how, how often do they test when they when they're traveling? Like, is it going to be once they leave the airport and then once before they hit the court? And then like, I just feel like, yeah. you know, what the, the NBA hasn't come up with their specific plan yet. But I would say if any league could get it right, it'd be the NBA um, because they got it right with the bubble. Um, even though people were really coming at them, like I remember I was watching The View and which nobody should do because that show uh, uh, bananas. Um, although I shouldn't say that because one day hopefully they'll interview me. But um, I, I love the view. I, I, I actually do watch the view all the time. <laughs> I do. Um, you should totally do it if I'm on. <laughs> um, but no, but they were they were getting mad at the NBA because they're like, oh, you know, Florida was really spiking at the time. The bubbles there, and they were just comparing. They were lumping the NBA in with all the other sports, and I was like, no, I was like. The NBA came out with a plan. Um, even even Dr. Fauci came out and said it, it sounded like a pretty good plan. Um, and it turned out to be a good plan. Like, they were just lumping them in with everybody. But I do trust in the NBA. Um, last time before they went in, they published, like, a 100-page report of, like, how they were planning to do everything. So, um, so, Veronica, we don't have the details right now. But for sure, they will be publishing something similar on what their protocol will be. They're very transparent. And if mm -hmm. any league could do it, it'll be the NBA. Um, yeah. And one thing I do want to mention in this whole situation um, with the Raptors, I think Leonard mentioned it, um, is that we have to play in the U.S. now. Um, one thing I want to say, because the Canadian government won't let um, people like over the border from the U.S. still, um, yeah. But one you thing can, I want to... a wall with all the bricks Paul George is putting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that... Yeah, I, I'm still celebrating. I still watch... Um, I still watch uh, YouTube clips when I'm feeling sad about about the Trump election stuff before the, the election was done. I still watch clips of Lakers fans celebrating and laughing at the Clippers. Not even them celebrating the championship, but them celebrating the Clippers <laughs> losing round two. These YouTube videos are hilarious. They are so happy because the Clippers... Anyway, enough about the Clippers. Back to the Raptors. One thing is, a lot of the cities they were trying to plan for got abandoned because I think they wanted to do it in Kentucky. But then... Um, um, the players revolted because that's where Breonna Taylor got killed and they're going to do it in another city. There was another shooting there. So, um, I mean, if they want to go to a city where there is no, uh, shootings of black people, they basically have to go to Alaska. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a comment from, uh, from Peter German asking, what's Drake going to do? I don't know y'all, you know, Drake, I know he reps for the Raptors, but he's almost equally repping for the Lakers most of the time. I know I know there's blasphemous to say, but I feel like he celebrated just as hard for the Lakers winning as he did for the Raptors. So I think he'll be happy both ways now. You know, and I feel like he lives in LA more than Toronto at the moment. So you know, yeah. he, he goes at back least they're and forth. conferences. Yeah. That's okay. Like, if he was rooting for, like, Detroit, I'd be like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I ain't hating on Drake. I also do cheer on both the Raptors and the Lakers. I think it's a good combination, you know? So um, so there we go. And just one final thing, because we had mentioned Terrence Davis. He is likely off the Raptors, if not already off the Raptors, due to domestic assault. Um, 
uh, allegations. Um, but also, he was the crazy bitch walking around during a pandemic with a hole in his mask. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he's an anti-masker. He basically got benched for the playoffs because we are like, we don't need none of your nonsense, rookie. Like, you are a rookie who didn't even get drafted, bitch. And we're a championship contending team. We don't need your weak-ass bitch to be distracting us with your cool. shenanigans. Okay? He doesn't have the stats for that. <laughs> no. No. He needs he can't he needs more than seven points a game. Like he needs yeah. like at least Kendrick Nunn numbers to get off an assault charge. Okay. <laughs> and he's got oh my God. Games. He needs like twenty points, ten rebounds to get off. Like yeah. okay, we're getting into dangerous territory. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Or 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 he could just join the NFL. And unless there's oh, video evidence of you, like Ray Rice, without video evidence, you're good. Just make I do sure. Like that Ray Rice came back for the shoes. <laughs> Like, oh, if, yeah. if you watch that video, like he knocks his girlfriend yeah. out and pulls her out, comes back and gets the shoes. Because <laughs> oh he's like, oh, God. she's going to be real mad if I forget these. <laughs> Didn't they get back together? I don't remember. I don't know. That, that stuff's complicated. Um, well, anyhow, uh, thank you for all those hot topics. Um, it was an interesting week, especially with the election. Um, so next week we yeah. will be back with our regular scheduled programming where we're talking about more Asian things. Although the election obviously affects a lot of Asians and we did talk about baby shark. So that was very Asian as well. Um, <laughs> Asians number one. Um, so, uh, thank you everybody. Thank you to our panelists, Leonard Chan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, mama shark, uh, Veronica Antipolo. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, thank you to our listeners. Um, I've been the Vong Show, and that's what's up. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.